What's up, fellow marketers? Welcome to episode 17 of the Marketing Help Podcast. Got a great episode in store for you today. Uh, before we get into that, just quickly reminder to head on over to themarketinghelp.co. We've uh, updated a ton of content there, um, blog posts, uh, podcast episodes, curated uh, list of marketing books, guides, templates, you name it. We've got some great resources for you no matter where you are in your marketing career. So today's episode, got a special guest, which I get to in a moment, but uh, today's topic is going to focus on um, the what and how around how you can stand out in your career, specifically if you're probably early stage student looking to get your first job, first promotion. And when I say what and how, I mean, you know, finding that balance between what it is that you're learning and how you can actually apply it so that it helps you stand out uh, from other candidates or uh, from, from those that you're trying to uh, um, beat out for any sort of promotion or things like that. Now, uh, the balance is tricky because, you know, we learn a lot about certifications and the power of certifications and uh, gaining that sort of knowledge through courses and things like that. It's, it's valuable. But unfortunately, too many candidates and marketers out there don't apply that learning. They don't do anything with it. Uh, so today's guest is actually someone who's been able to find that effective balance between learning a lot of great stuff uh, through internships, co-ops, and certifications, but also been able to strategically apply that learning in ways to kind of keep her skill sets sharp um, so that she can be somebody who is able to speak to both sides of that equation. So today's guest is Valentina Elegante. Now, she's a soon-to-be graduating senior at Drexel University, but she's someone who's completed a, a ton of different co-ops um, in her time there. But, you know, she's kind of in a unique position because she's someone who's actually following her curiosity. She's someone who's, you know, thinking of how she can set herself apart from other marketing candidates by being able to strike that great balance between learning a ton, but also finding ways to execute what she's learned. Now, She's gained some some great experience, some unique experience uh, in two of her co-ops that were actually in, with two international companies. So I think that's great experience that we'll learn more about from her in the interview. Um, so let's take a listen on what Valentina is doing now and uh, preparing to do in the future to continually set herself apart by finding the right balance between constantly learning and finding ways to put that learning into practice. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to episode 17 of the Marketing Help Podcast. So today's topic, uh, pretty important one. I think this is going to be timely based on conversations that I've been having with uh, a lot of students and a lot of early stage marketers, uh, but it's going to be the discussion around the importance of balancing not just what you're learning in marketing, but your, the ability of balancing that with actually putting it into practice and applying what you've learned, um, especially as it relates to your marketing career. So um, this is this is great for anyone early stage or even um, uh, students early stage or even manager level. You know th the importance of applying what you're learning uh, to keep your skills sharp. Uh, that's going to be the topic we covered today. So today I'm joined by Valentina Elegante. She's currently a marketing major at Drexel uh, and is in a co-op with a uh, as a marketing coordinator with an architecture firm here in Philadelphia. Welcome to the show, Valentina. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right. So uh, in the in the intro, we talked about kind of your impressive background in, in the co-ops that you've had and how uh, a couple of those were international. And I guess the first question I have just is because it's pretty intriguing is what is the difference that you've seen just how digital marketing 
uh, is, is viewed or executed internationally versus uh, what you see in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, a lot of practices within the marketing kind of go in a broad spectrum. So there's things that we learn in a classroom and things that we learn um, from experiences here domestically that we can apply internationally, but also understanding that with that, there are a bunch of cultural differences and that kind of plays a big part in the tools you're going to be using. So understanding how does social media and marketing in general and technology fit into their daily lives versus here um, from having to do your research on what's the best time to do a post? How do people interact with their phones? Do they open it first thing in the morning, kind of how we've grown accustomed to here in the States, or do they just kind of looking at it at the end of the day? So really comparing those numbers and understanding how to make it so that it's not an in-your-face type of marketing material, but it is something organic that they happen to stream upon and that they're looking for. So I think that was really interesting um, to kind of compare the, a lot of times in-your-face marketing here and the interruptions versus there. A lot of it, they try and make it kind of organically flow throughout the day or they understand that maybe they don't spend all their days on their phones. They're still kind of going outside and reading books and cafes and things like that. So it was really interesting to kind of see how you have to use marketing to your advantage and understand the culture. So that was kind of a big wake up call to realize that we can't just kind of post whenever we want and expect the engagement. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great observation, uh, especially when it comes to those cultural differences. Now uh, let's take a step back and just give us some insight into how you became interested in marketing as a, as a topic or even as a um, something to pursue in college. Yeah, I actually came to Drexel uh, as a photography major, so I took a kind of a big step going from the Westfall College of Arts to switching over to LeBeau. Uh, I've always been interested in kind of being creative and the design aspect and things like that, and photography was really that, especially kind of being able to go in the dark room and really getting your hands dirty and figuring that all out. Um, but then I was also interested in the business side, and when I kind of learned about the fact that marketing is like a beautiful blend between business and art and design. That's kind of what drew my attention. But initially, I never really thought about marketing. It wasn't on my radar. I was just really specific. And I want to do photography. I'm really interested in art. Like, I will make it work. And I will find a way to kind of blend my interest in business and design. And then kind of understanding that, like I said before, marketing is kind of this blend of this, if you do decide to do that, kind of creative marketing side because of course there's also analytics but that was kind of what drew me but initially it was all just wanting to design and create and be creative and then when I kind of learned about this and learned about the marketing program in Lobo specifically and talking to advisors I realized that marketing was actually exactly what I wanted it was kind of just a blend of both of them and being able to understand little things like consumer behavior to just how people react in designs and then also business and numbers and how to be able to kind of influence people to choose a product that you want or kind of increase sales and things like that. So it was really cool to learn about just the basic principles of marketing. And it was something that I never really thought about. I mean, marketing surrounds us, but I never really thought of it as a thing that you would study. It was kind of just always there. The same thing with like advertising. It's something there. You don't really think to dissect it. And then when I found out about it, I was like, this is it. This is what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting how design is your catalyst for getting uh, exposed to uh, how uh, marketing works, uh, because it's interesting. I hear, uh, you know, from other students and other professionals, 
For some it's design, for some it's um, history, economics, data, you know, but you know, what I've seen is, you know, some of the best marketers out there, you know, tend to have a blend of some design uh, capability or, or curiosity, uh, design and analytics. So design and numbers. So if anyone has any interest in those two, I think you're in, in a good spot and, um, you know, ha have an opportunity to become a great, a great marketer. So, um, now given the topic today, so we're talking about, you know, how do you apply what you learn? And, you know, one thing that I see a ton is, you know, when it comes to people applying for jobs or, uh, people interested in, in uh, getting into marketing, you know, everyone seems to think that the certification, getting some level of certification is the BLN end all. And that's kind of the, the magic bullet. And if you do that, you pass, you get a badge, then you're good to go. Uh, but we all know that it's, it's much more than that. It's on the other side of executing. So in your experience, you know, what, what certifications have you obtained as part of your journey here in your marketing career? So I personally have the HubSpot social media certification, which is a really good overview. It doesn't take that long and it kind of gives you prompts and it teaches you along the way. And it's just really understanding the questions, but it gives you a good overview of what social media is and basic key terms. You know, it's not just about like likes and reposts. There are actual important terms that help you really understand the background of social media. And I think that's a really good stepping stone kind of for anyone if they're trying to get their like get their toe in social media or who understand social media but kind of need that refresher on the basics um so i definitely recommend that as a good starting point if you don't know kind of what certifications you get from the beginning or you want another certification under your belt i definitely recommend the hubspot social media certification yeah and i guess uh and i know hubspot's got a huge uh academy for for several certifications as well as google uh, and I'll link to a couple of these in the show notes, but uh, I guess more importantly in your case, so you got the certification for HubSpot Social and then, you know, how did you leverage that or when did that become relevant uh, when it came to executing? Talk about how you were able to, or what experiences you did to actually apply what you learned in that certification. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned before, certifications aren't the end all be all. It's what you do with that certification. So really understanding what you're learning and what you're reading and applying it, I think within marketing, specifically um, kind of the social media website design realm, we are really lucky that a lot of these like, experiences we can kind of do for free. For example, if you want to, let's say, practice something we learned in the HubSpot certification, it's free to make a social media account. You know what I mean? You can go in and create under an alias or whatever you're looking for and just put those practices to use. That's something that I do now and I wish I kind of started earlier is there's so many different techniques techniques out there and different tools and to really understand them it's not just to kind of know the definition or know the click rates and things like that it's putting it to use and see what works best because within every industry or every type of design things work differently so really kind of putting that if you are trying to focus on kind of increase your Facebook uh, let's say likes or growth or engagement things like that create a Facebook page. I mean, that's free unless you're trying to do paid um, services and things like that. But you can just start off with the basics. And I think that's really important that we're really lucky in this field that we can use a lot of these things for free. I mean, we don't have to go apply for, let's say in the medical field, you, need, you can't do anything unless you have a certain amount of certifications or a license and things like this. But here we can gain exposure kind of sitting in your living room and just clicking and designing and trying different things and seeing what the numbers look if you change something and 
playing with time zones and whatever. So I really think that use that certification as a stepping stool, see the words and kind of figure out what they're telling you to do, but then apply it. Reach out to your friends. That's one thing I did. I have a few friends with small businesses and it was just, hey, I see that you're doing this, this, and this, but I really think that if we either switch design or focus more on this side of your business instead of this, it'll increase brand awareness or it'll increase sales and things like that. And again, you're helping out a friend, but you're also getting exposure and you're getting the experience. So reach out. I think you'll be shocked about how many people maybe want to start a business or have a business, but don't know where to start in the marketing aspect. So be that friend, you know, go help out and then they're getting something and then you're getting that experience. And that's something that later on, if you do kind of commit to it, you can put that maybe in the activities section of your resume. Cause I know that's something I did. I didn't put it as a job per se, because I did have other experiences as we mentioned before, but in my activities, I put um, that I'm a social media manager for a few different companies. So again, it's something there that shows that I've been dedicating my time to practicing and putting what I've learned to use. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, everyone has that friend that either has their own kind of burgeoning uh, entrepreneurial pursuit, or they've got a aunt, uncle, or family member that's running a, a, a retail store of some kind. Uh, but it does sound like the opportunity to execute, um, you know, if you're someone listening, who's a, a student, uh, you, you know, you're just looking for that first time job, you just started your first time job, and you want to make sure you're keeping your skills sharp. I think, uh, you know, per Valentina's recommendations here, it sounds like, you know, start talking to your friends to say, hey, would you mind if I just try to set up a Instagram account for your brand? Or if I tried to, you know, start creating content for your, your company's website, you trust me, like, who's not going to say, sure, you know, have at it because the value that you're getting, like you're saying is you're able to apply that on your resume as experience. Uh, and quite frankly, you probably learned in working with people and helping them with marketing, you understand kind of that client dynamic of how to, uh, how to ask questions, listen, and to, you know, um, you know, get clear on what the tasks are tied to a marketing, um, a marketing project. So I think all those things sound, sound valuable. Now, another thing I'm curious to, to learn more about is um, you've actually gone through the, the process of you know, as a way to continue to execute and to apply what you've learned, you've created your own personal website. And again, I'll, sh I'll share the link in the show notes, but talk us through that process of, you know, how hard was it really? And how did you determine what kind of content to put on your own personal brand website? Yeah, of course. Um, nowadays, it's very simple. If you don't know how to code, I mean, that's something that I want to learn, but it can't be done overnight. But we're lucky that we have tools kind of like Squarespace and WordPress and all these different sites that really make it very simple. Uh, I personally use Squarespace because I like the designs and it was something that I could easily change. Um, and if you dedicate the time, I mean, you can put, if you have all the content, you can have a site up in two days, you know, but for me, I kind of put something, I think that it's ready to go. And then I think of another idea and I'm like, forget it, scrap it, do it again. But I, in the beginning, I would get frustrated because I just feel like I need to stick to something and do it. Then I realized that every time I change something, I'm learning something new. I figure out how to fix something, or if I run into a problem, I, again, use those problem-solving skills and just really put that to the test. So I would just recommend, a lot of these websites also have, let's say, like two-week free trials. So if you're not ready to commit to purchasing a website or a domain and things like that, 
just practice. I mean, you can edit and change things and then create things. And there's a lot of templates that you can use if you're not really, let's say, sure about the actual design, but you want to put other practices to use, you can kind of do that. Or uh, there's things like Unsplash. It's a website that gives you completely free uh, pictures to use, like no copyright issues. So if you want to kind of just play with the website, but you don't want to use your own personal pictures and things like that, that's a great resource. Um, and just practice. I mean, it took me, like I said, if I kind of just stuck with the content and wasn't constantly changing my mind about the design, I could have probably got it done in a day, day and a half. But again, if you're, let's say, writing blog posts and things like that, of course, you want to put your time in because I think an important thing that I've learned is put out the content that you would want to read or the content that you would want to see. You know, don't just put things that you think people are going to want to see. Take your time and think, what would I want to read or what would I, what website would I want to go follow or what account would I want to go follow? Um, and then take your time with that. So if you really want to do it as a long-term thing, of course, it takes time to figure out that content. But when it comes to practice, I mean, you can kind of just sit there in a day and just bang it out. So I definitely right. think that these tools are a great way. So, you know, more importantly, you, you mentioned time. So how do you find the time? Because everyone's probably thinking like, yeah, you know, I need to do this. I need to get this done. I need to create my own brand site. I've wanted to do it for, for months or whatever. Um, what's your tip for creating time to, to do what you said, like put, to put revisions in and to set up content for your website? I mean, I think the biggest thing is that, I mean, me, I'm a really big person that's always saying like, I don't have time to do this. And then when you actually think about the time that you spend either on your phone or sitting on the computer, or just watching TV and doing other things, those little minutes, either if it's 20 minutes here or 20 minutes there, that accumulates. So if you need to, sometimes it takes me of being like, this is my schedule and from three to five, I'm going to just sit on my computer and work on my website. And this is something that depending on, let's say if you're writing, you probably would want to focus a little more, but if you're choosing more of the design aspect of the templates, you can have a TV show. So let's say if, I don't know, Game of Thrones is huge right now. If you want to watch Game of Thrones or another show in the background and kind of just have your computer there. So if there's any commercials or things like that, just have that time to yourself because it'll pay out in the long run. I mean, even if it's just getting into bed a little earlier, you know, you're not going to fall asleep the second you go to bed. I mean, I know I tell myself, oh, I'm going to get into bed by 10, but I won't be going to bed until 11 because I'm either scrolling on my phone or watching Netflix. So instead of doing that, take those time, take that time to focus on development. And that is focusing on your social media or your website, because it really is easy and it's really entertaining. I mean, it's fun to kind of create something from nothing if that's kind of the route or to change a template or something may spark an idea and you say, oh, okay, because once you start, you really just want to continue. I mean, there's times that I've told myself, oh yeah, after this, I'm going to, I don't know, go grab lunch. And then I find myself just really entertained, but it's all for the greater good of the experience. So there always is time. I mean, I've been president of multiple organizations. I've had positions. I've been on co-op and in classes and work part-time and try to maintain a social life and things like that. But those are all great things to add, of course, to your life, but they can also be used as excuses. And I think that that's really important to kind of find that time for yourself because you don't want to look back and just say, okay, I should have done that and I didn't, but I did just finish a new Netflix show. You know, that kind of sounds harsh, but I had to tell myself that because I tell myself, I don't have any time, but then I'm going to sleep at 
I don't know, 2 a.m. because I finished a new show. So you kind of got to be harsh with yourself. (laughs) Right, right. Or be honest with yourself, like you're saying. But, you know, another way I find uh, to find the time to get some of these most important applications and executions done is is just think of just 25-minute increments. If you just dedicate 25 minutes at a time uh, with a dedicated list of things you want to accomplish within 25 minutes, even if it's just to research options, you start to feel the confidence of accomplishing things and uh, that confidence builds over time so that you know the next 25 minute chunk of time becomes more effective the next 25 minute chunk of time becomes um you know more productive so you know anyone listening just you know maybe start with just 25 minutes what can you accomplish in 25 minutes or challenge yourself to accomplish in 25 minutes knowing that your goal is create content launch a website um find some photos because uh, those 25 minute increments start to add up. So when it comes to applying, so clearly, you know, you're, you're someone who found the value in executing in real life with friends' websites, with your own personal brand website, you know, quickly tell us how did that work for you in interviews for your co-op? You know, did this come up as a, as a topic of conversation? Were you able to reference and say, in addition to what you said about listing yourself as a social media manager on your resume, did this come up in conversation as a benefit to say, yes, I was able to also execute what I learned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when it comes to co-op interviews, we're all in big cycles. So for those of the people who don't know how Drexel works, um, it's depending on your four or five year and there's six month increments of where you go out and you actually have hand-on experience. So if you get fall or winter or spring, summer, you're with a significant group of students that are also applying, especially if it's in your major, for similar jobs and if that's the case you have a little a lot of the similar classes and maybe similar certifications so right off the base we kind of all start off on the same level and it's these individual practices that really set me apart it was something that i was able to speak upon because even if they saw that i had let's say marketing 365 six of my classmates might have taken that course but the six other classmates didn't have um, their friend's social media account or their friend's website as, like I said, I put them in my activities section and really kind of be able to express that I took the time out of my day. And it's the same thing, like you said, starting off with 25 minutes and dedicating that time. So it shows them that I made the conscious decision to spend my time to better myself and to better my practices. And I think that's a really great aspect for them to see. And it really shows that you're kind of putting the work outside of the classroom or outside of kind of interviews and your experiences and things like that. And it's really great because you can kind of have a kind of conversation and saying, no, I saw my friend's social media. I kind of thought to myself, I could, I could fix this and I can do this. And selfishly, you're kind of thinking, yeah, this is great. But then again, you're helping this person's uh, business flourish and things like that. And having that conversation with the, with your interviewer, really shows them, like I said before, that you're putting in that extra work because if you're only relying on what you do in the classroom, although Drexel and other programs are really great to equip you with that, it's really good to kind of put everything that you learn in the classroom to use. So that's helped me um, in a handful of times actually just kind of explain like, yeah, but also I've done this, this, and this on my own that was separate from a project or separate from my previous co-op and in between one co-op to the next and I was just in classes, I was still continuing to refine my skills and take what I learned from classes and then apply it, see if it worked. And if it didn't work, you know, scrap that idea and think of something else. So I definitely think that you'll have an upper hand if you can really 
tell them what you've done and of course execute it properly because you can't just say I manage let's say 13 social media accounts and if they check it there hasn't been let's say any engagement or anything like that then you know you don't want to do that but if you really focus and kind of put that that'll be a great upper hand yeah so uh, and that's great advice and thinking through it now you know you know you've done a couple co-ops uh, you're soon to graduate and then kind of, you know, start your career journey into a full-time role. But if you can go back five years, you know, what advice would you give yourself five years ago as it relates to, you know, beginning your marketing career journey? Uh, practice. Kind of like you said, taking those 25 minutes out of the day and just figuring it out because it took me until maybe a year ago to really start practicing what I've been learning and kind of what I've been doing. So I think that's a big thing like I said before we're lucky that we have all these free platforms to kind of put everything that we've learned to the test and I wish I would have started that from freshman year you know I social media was still prevalent and I could have really just focused on that but I don't I don't think we really think of that it seems too simple to just be like oh yeah just practice on your Instagram or practice on a fake Instagram account and just kind of figure that out but I think that that would have really helped me um, kind of establish something and really understand and everything that I am learning now, I could have learned five years ago, potentially. So I think that's something that I would have told myself to really take advantage of your time um, and just read, read articles and see what the big social media companies are doing or see what the big brands are doing and just really learn because this field is constantly changing. And I think that we all know, I mean, something that you teach, let's say in a course a year ago can completely change. I mean, from algorithms to, culturally to how we perceive things is changing, but they're all kind of lessons learned. So you kind of understand what the program is doing and things like that. So I wish I would have definitely started earlier um, and just dedicate those small amounts of time. Yeah. I mean, practice, 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 right. Um, you know, Absolutely. applies at so many levels, but uh, like you were saying, just very, something very simple to just start doing um, because quite frankly, you, you give someone, you know, anyone listening that wants to take your advice, you know, can get a head start on anyone else that they're, you know, applying for co-ops against, uh, and not even co-ops, even full-time roles. So, you know, given the fact of practicing and you mentioned the dynamic nature of this industry, what are some of the resources that you, you stay in tune with to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on? So like I said before, definitely look at brands that you admire and accounts that you follow, kind of ask yourself, why did you choose to follow this account? Out of the millions and millions of accounts that are out there, why did you choose to follow this account and kind of spend your time scrolling through them? And you can kind of start picking out the marketing techniques and things like that that they use because everything's really planned out. I mean, this is, they didn't just choose to post, this, to post this. I mean, there's a reason, there's a technique. So I think kind of figuring that out and challenging yourself to figure out what tools are using. Um, and then also there's an account that I love. It's called Preview. It's a preview app on Instagram. And it is the app itself. It is a Instagram planner. So you have a grid and you can move your photos around and kind of figure out, let's say, what order you want them to do. If you happen to have like a puzzle or just a color scheme or you kind of just in general want to plan out your social media. Um, and that's also a really great tool for businesses as well. Um, they have a blog component and they're constantly going and talking about different things that are happening in the industry, within Instagram, Facebook, things like that. And it kind of 
really teaches you different things. They, were, they have a really great blog post of kind of one that I mentioned earlier is don't create content that you think people are going to like. Create content, content that you yourself would want to see. And it's little things like that, and they kind of go in depth, and it really helps you understand what tools you should start applying and how to really navigate through it because there's so many different things that you can do, but they really help you give you the tools from little things of understanding, I don't know, how to use the highlight section on Instagram to really kind of meaningful and educational posts. So I definitely recommend people checking that out as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put the link to that in the show notes. So uh, for anyone listening in our audience, uh, where can they, how can they connect with you and where can they learn more about uh, what you're up to? Yeah, I mean, I would love to have conversations with anyone. I always think that these conversations are always a two-way and I always learn something from other people and I would, of course, love to teach uh, or just have an open dialogue so people can uh, check out my website. It's valentinaelegante.com and also just feel free to email me. Um, it's my last name, first name at gmail.com and then from there you can see like social media and things like that. But yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm yep. always interested to meeting people. Absolutely. And we'll share those links in the show notes. But one thing I'll also say about your LinkedIn profile, and this is, again, something everyone should check out is that, you know, given the fact that clearly you're applying what you've learned, even to your LinkedIn profile, because I see so many LinkedIn profiles for students or early stage marketers, even geez, even VPs of marketing, that are just missing the opportunity of, of putting the right stuff in that uh, profile image, or should say the, the, uh, the image behind your headshot. So I want to you know, I would kudos to you for, uh, for taking advantage of that real estate. Uh, I think you did a great job there. So everyone should definitely check that out and connect with Valentina on LinkedIn as well. So thanks for joining us, Valentina. Great insights, great information. Um, you know, it's exciting to see kind of, you know, someone like you at the stage of your career applying and executing what you're learning. Because, uh, you know, by no means uh, are even done with what you're learning. But you're certainly setting yourself apart from candidates that you're going to be going up against when it comes to getting that full-time role uh, after you're done uh, at Drexel and with your existing co-op. So um, we'll definitely keep an eye on how your career is progressing. So best of luck in finishing with Drexel and uh, with, you know, advancing your marketing career. And uh, thanks for joining us on the Marketing Help. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. And that'll do it for this episode of Marketing Help. Until next time, happy marketing. All right. Great stuff. And I want to thank Valentina again for joining us on the Marketing Help podcast today and sharing her experiences and tips on how to balance what you're learning with how you can apply it uh, in in ways to get that hands on experience that's going to help set you apart from other marketing candidates. So check the show notes for all that information on how you can connect with Valentina. And especially if you're somebody looking for a driven, hungry a digital marketer, you definitely want to connect with Valentina. So that's it for today. Again, we love feedback. So leave a rating and review anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if there's anything I can do to help you in your marketing career, please don't hesitate to email me at eric, E-R-I-K, at themarketinghelp.co. Until next time, this is your host, Eric Harvison. Happy marketing.